Testing, testing. It's on. One, two, one, two. Microphone checker. Microphone wrecker. Microphone picker picker. <laughs> Alright, let's give this a shot. What is life? What does it mean to heal? I'm a human. Hello, hello? Anybody there? Why are we here? What does this mean? Let's figure it out together. That's fun. Just to come play. Play in the pod first. What are we doing? This is the Turning of the Bones podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the one year anniversary episode of the Turning of the Bones podcast. Happy birthday, Turning of the Bones. How y'all doing? Thank you so much for joining me on this, the the one-year anniversary. Turning of the Bones is one year old today. This is not an April Fool's joke, even though today is April Fool's Day. It is... It is real, and it feels, honestly, feels a little bit surreal. I, uh, <laughs> I'm a notorious under-planner and under-celebrator of my own birthday, and uh, I think this year with this episode, it's really no different. I, I didn't do much to commemorate this. It feels a little... A little surreal, this journey over the last year of getting one of these out every week, the work uh, leading up to it. It has been a profoundly pivotal experience in my life. I began the podcast with the three episodes about fear, about something that I think ties us all together that we're all just a little bit afraid all of the time we're all a little bit sad all of the time about being alone we're a little afraid of dying and that we have these uh these five fears that we all share the fear of extinction fear of mutilation the fear of losing our autonomy the fear of separation and the fear of ego death and (laughs) looking back I went back and listened to part of the first episode and it was it was a nice little trip down memory lane to see how I'd improved my public speaking to take a look at the promise I made myself to be conservative with my swear words to use them to highlight things or to increase the emotional impact of what I was saying. So that's been a solid thing that I followed through on and it was it was fun to look back and see kind of what a huge leap of faith putting out that first episode was. I did that first episode where I told a story of overcoming what at that point in my life was my biggest fear was which was uh the fear of skydiving or jumping out of a plane which was kind of you know 
the fear of big open spaces, the fear of lack of autonomy. It was like all of the fears kind of tied together for me, you know, it was like um, extinction, you know, the fear of like not existing, right? Uh, what if the parachute doesn't open? The fear of mutilation, like, or, you know, what if I run into the ground and my body's destroyed? The loss of autonomy, like, you know, I'm totally out of control flying through the air. The fear of, uh, yeah, separation, you know, I'd say that if any, if any of you have jumped out of an airplane, you feel pretty separate from the earth and the things that usually ground us, like having our feet on the ground. And then, you know, the fear of ego death, uh, just the fear of, you know, dying. This, 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 this thing that I believe to be Colby dying. So to look back at that fear, a kind of fear matrix that went into all the thoughts that I had before I had jumped out of a plane. It's really pretty funny because there's so much in common with so many of the fears that I've experienced this year while doing the podcast. It's been, I would say, a, a year of overcoming fear and really trusting not only myself but also trusting my you know spiritual support team my guardian angels my ancestors trusting my intuition trusting my discernment and trusting that this process was going to lead me wherever it needed to you know there's So far in my life, I haven't had the experience of putting everything all on the line to do something that I'm passionate about. And having done the podcast for a year, I can tell you that I'm truly passionate about having conversations about our shared experiences, about the things that make us human, about the challenges we face about the joy we experience, about our insights, about our failures, about how we grew, how we learned, because I really feel like it's, it's, kind of, it's, it's pretty cliche, but the only constant is change. Like nothing is ever gonna be the same. And I'm feeling here in the middle of my life and having done this podcast for a year, I'm feeling the importance of continuing to pursue new ideas, new ways of looking at things, new understandings, new experiences, because I really feel like one of the biggest myths that my, my childhood mind and even my adolescent mind and my young adult mind believed was that there was like some place you would get where you were finished. That, you know, someday you would arrive and then, you know, it's kind of, I think it's a function of the psyche to kind of have like a terminus for your experience, right? Like once I'm 45 and I have a house and a, a partner and children and a yard and a dog or whatever it is, the career, 
like your imagination kind of stops going past that point and so many of the things that I have unlearned or things that I have found weren't weren't really my calling or may have been my calling but the systems in which uh, that kind of work existed like public schools you know like I love working with young people but the system's just messed up and it doesn't value the emotional labor of educators it doesn't compensate us for our time and energy it's you know living in a city like Denver you've been priced out where you can functionally be working full-time and then you know giving your all and not just your all in like a labor sense like really teaching takes everything you have to show up day in and day out to help young people grow and create space for them to fail and make mistakes it's it's an all-consuming kind of emotional investment and those things aren't valued by society so it's not that those things don't exist but they don't exist in a supportive way right and so looking into this past year and really chasing this passion project of putting this podcast out once a week and setting the goals that I've set for myself it's put me in touch with this this fear of the unknown and I think stepping into this second year of this podcast you know it's kind of like I didn't think I'd be able to finish a episode a week for a year I remember looking I got into the double digits and I was like holy shit 52 episodes so far away and now that I'm sitting here maybe you all have had this experience right like you're at a birthday and people ask you like oh what did you what are you proud of this year? What are you looking forward to for next year? I find myself quite frequently pretty speechless in those moments. And so I had a really hard time coming up with what to talk about today on the podcast because I feel like those liminal spaces, those thresholds, those moments of uncertainty, it's hard to do anything but the next thing right you know it's hard to see too far into the future of that thing um, it's hard to know exactly who a young human is going to grow into when you are interacting with a child as a teacher or a parent and thinking about that you know if I was really pressed to well, I am pressing myself now because I'm asking myself that question, you know, like what was, what were the lessons that I've learned? What were the, the big aha moments from doing this podcast for the last year? I would say the first one is trust the process and don't be attached to outcome you know it's hard to go back and be like oh I you know I think 
as Americans and living in a capitalistic society, right? Like we like outcomes, we like to be able to measure things, we like to have quantifiables, deliverables, blah, 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 blah. And so like inside of the process, there's so many things that are gonna happen that, and by inside the process, I mean like if you're chasing your dream, which I'm, I'm really coming to believe that it might be my dream to professionally interview people, to speak in public, to be an entertainer of some sort, to bring these conversations to a, a bigger audience. And so inside of chasing that dream, right, like taking the knowledge that I've accumulated there were so many places I could have gotten hung up, like, oh, I'm not an expert in anything. I don't have a PhD. You know, who am I to talk? I'm not, you know, I don't want to, I don't want people to, I don't want the burden <laughs> of somebody taking my advice or my experience. But like inside of that process, I think I've found that it's important it's important just to trust the unfolding nature of pursuing things, pursuing goals. I know that I learned so much when it was my goal to get a 4.0 in my master's program. I know I learned so much when it was my goal to become a distinguished teacher in Denver public schools. And inside of doing this podcast and kind of having it all be on me, I've learned like how firmly planted in the ground my feet are, which is just an amazing feeling. Um, I feel like I've gotten more rooted in my values, in my beliefs. Um, and I've also, inside of that, I think it's important to mention that one of my values is flexibility and, um, you know, kind of the, what's the metaphor, you know, like a, a rigid stick breaks in the wind, but if like a, a blade of grass or tall grass like moves with the wind. So somehow being rooted, but also being flexible, I think that's one of my, my huge values. And I think that that has really been, how would I put this? Reinforced. It's been reinforced in this process that watching, you know, watching myself panic on a Thursday night because I haven't been able to come up with a topic. Uh, watching myself lose myself in the, the preparation and the planning of a topic that was really interesting or passionate kind of trusting that I would know the next right thing to say as I spoke into the microphone or I would know the next right thing to do like that has been invaluable because I think so like so many of us I've and I continue to I'm not finished with this by any means by any stretch of the imagination like but doubting and lack of trust, I think, are two of the biggest hurdles to overcome, you know, in like finding our purpose in this, in this life, you know, like 
there's some level of self-denial when I engage in that kind of thinking, when I don't trust the process, when I get stuck in the stories about why something won't work. And that was one of the biggest accomplishments I think that I've had in this process was that early on when I was getting ready to record the first podcast, I realized, you know, I would do these trial takes and I realized how many critics I had in my head. And I realized, right, that I wasn't sitting in a room full of critics where people are giving me feedback about what not to do. They were critics that my psyche had created and installed as like this fail safe for failure. They were, you know, I've heard them referred to in Alcoholics Anonymous as the committee. Um, I've grown to like to think of them as a team because they have been working together inside of me to keep me alive and, you know, protect me from real or just imagined danger, you know, the way that our psyches work. So I would have these kind of avatars of self-doubt. And I noticed pretty early on in the process that those avatars weren't just kind of vague fit, you know, it wasn't like I, you know, one of them was a bull and one of them was a dragon. It was like, no, they were people from my life who, whose approval I wanted. And, you know, they, they took lots of faces. They were friends, they were family members, they were teachers, they were, I mean, for the most part, like, the, I think one of the the, the biggest similarities that they all had was they were all kind of haters, you know, <laughs> like I had this panel of haters in my head that really, until I got to know them, I wasn't able to sit down and talk into a microphone. And it, it was a really challenging process the six months leading up to it because, you know, there was so much going on online with cancel culture and respectability politics and performative activism and you know there was just this huge sea of social media that kind of reinforced all of these voices you know and especially putting my thoughts and ideas and beliefs out into the the podverse you know for all times you know I was really afraid of so many of those fears that I listed earlier and especially the fear of being ostracized or ridiculed or criticized. And so going through that process of looking at who was taking up space in my my psyche or my mind. Like who were those people? Like who were the you know, if you if you've ever I'm sure you have all done this. You have a conversation in your head with somebody, you know, like you're kind of going back and forth with them and then you you snap out of it and you realize you're like I'm standing in a living room alone and those are words that that person has never said to me right like I'm playing out scenarios to try to protect me from pain or discomfort or judgment or ridicule um and for me when I when I have those moments when I when I catch myself having those conversations it's important for me to do a couple things. 
first it's important to realize a that person has never said those things right um, they may have a history there may be a pattern of saying things similarly or you know our psyches don't i think create those avatars just out of nowhere um, they may have a pattern of doing stuff like that but they're actually not words that that person has said so like kind of giving whoever that person is back their whole humanity and be like, okay, I'm, I'm in relationship with this person. I'm going to take our interactions for what they are, right? If it's a negative one, if it's a positive one, I'm going to grant that person their, their humanity and let them be a whole person and then decide how much or how little I want to be around them. And then for me, during that process, I really took a slow look at who was sitting in those those positions of power in my brain you know why had i given them so much power you know was it a family member did it make sense on like a survival level because when i was a kid i was being judged or getting feedback from somebody who as i aged i learned not to trust their feedback uh is it a friend who approval you know usually i mean it shit it always almost always at the end of that that exploration would be like i wanted approval i wanted acceptance i want to feel connected i want to feel valued i want to feel seen i want to feel appreciated and so slowly going through those avatars at the beginning of the process really allowed me to step into a new creative endeavor with less hesitation. And I would say one of the huge gifts of doing this podcast for the last year was sorting through that process and being aware that that is a way that my psyche tries to keep itself safe. Um, that it tries to protect me from getting laughed at in class or it tries to protect me from being called a racist or uh, a know-it-all or whatever it is, whatever's trying to protect me from, a dumbass. Um, whatever's trying to protect me from, like that's, that's okay, like that's pretty normal. And is that like a real pressing fear? Is that something that I need to engage with? Or can I step into this process without like preemptively shutting it down, right? Like we don't fail at the things we don't try. So it's really understandable, you know, to take, to pause and hesitate before you do something because we're all a little afraid of failure because of the way it ties to other deeper fears. And so I think going through one by one and looking at each of these avatars in my psyche you know some of them especially friends didn't really represent feedback i'd got from them they represented in my psyche kind of these social matrix matrices you know the whether it's like woke liberal or social justice or queer activist or right-wing Christian or you know people who just have generational differences uh, generational values and belief systems that are a little old and outdated 
um, that have since been changed and aren't the same zeitgeist as they were 50 years ago when those people were raised. And I've taken a little pause here because I want to I want to hit my vape. <laughs> Give myself a minute to think about this. Being in right relationship with those parts of my psyche has allowed me to step into more challenging things with less fear. There's always a little bit of fear. I think, you know, it'll be there forever as long as I'm in a human body. I'll be afraid of, of something <laughs> and, but it's allowed me to put those and to right size those fears inside my head. And this process started for me long before I got ready to do the podcast. And I'd kind of thought is a lot of minds will that I was like done with it. Like, Oh yeah. I, I went through, I pushed myself to perform on stage to go play music every day or not every day, once a week for a year to get over my fear of performing on stage and that really helped a ton and I was like I remember during that process I was practicing my guitar in my living room and I, I forget lyrics because I was feeling judged and I was like what the hell is going on here there's nobody in my living room like who's judging you and I realized that like I'd kind of created this front row of an audience in my brain that were all just haters you know people who'd given me shitty feedback people who told me bad things about myself and so right-sizing the critics and getting to know them was one of the most valuable processes I think I went through this year <clears throat> because it gave me the strength to speak. It gave me the, the trust to trust this process. It gave me the tools to pause when those things were coming up, you know, like was a critic coming up because I actually didn't know what the fuck I was talking about, <laughs> you know, like was there like an actual function of the critic, you know, was I talking out of my pay grade, you know, I haven't, I'm super passionate about racial justice, but I haven't spoken a ton about that on the podcast and I would prep some podcasts around that and I realized like I'm just... I'm not the person who's supposed to be doing this. And this that was like a helpful critic, you know. There are tons of BIPOC voices that I could point people towards that are way more knowledgeable about that, who have lived experience, that despite my passion, I wasn't the person who should be talking about that. And so there's some functional tools to having a critical voice in your head. But I think for the most part, and for a lot of us, it's disproportionate, you know. A lot of those or hangovers from childhood, you know, bad experiences in school and our social groups with our parents. Because uh, very rarely, I mean, I talk to tons of people who are going through job loss or changing careers right now, you know, the pandemic and all the things that it's kind of made us realize about the lives we want to live and how the system is flawed and how it dehumanizes most of us. Uh, some people much more than others, that 
I'll talk to super capable people, like brilliant, smart, talented people who've gone through school and supported themselves and one little piece of small feedback and it's kind of like the whole system is broken and we get really down on ourselves, you know? So I think we all have this kind of panel of critics and some of us may have more than others, but getting to know them was huge because once I kind of right-sized them, I felt like I got my power back and I, I felt like I got my freedom and autonomy to be who I am, to speak about the things that I want to speak about and to create this podcast, which if this never takes off, I'll die knowing that <laughs> I, I tried. I gave it a shot. I stepped into one of my biggest fears well, several of my biggest fears all tied together and I did something so that would be one thing that I shared about this year that's that was that was an early on thing you know trust the process it's gonna it's gonna teach you what it needs to teach you it's going to show you what it needs to show you and it could be a podcast it could be painting it could be doing music um and it'll show you what you're capable of, you know. No, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but like for me, I wouldn't have believed that I would have been capable to work three jobs this year and get out a podcast every week. And I've also learned you're not always going to be your best. You're not always going to have your A game. You're not always going to be tip top. Not every episode is going to be the best. Not every drawing you do is going to be the best. But the thing is just to keep doing the work, just to keep showing up for the process and let it unfold. And it's been great. And I've been so thankful, you know, to have 20 listeners a week. You know, a quarter of them may be my relatives, but whatever. <laughs> it's like super cool that I've got eight patrons. All of you, thank you so much. I've got people who are financially supporting this podcast. I've got... You know, new listeners, old listeners. And I'm really excited to see where this takes off because it is a huge dream of mine. And I'm, I'm speaking this into reality is to be able to do this and to be able to have more conversations in public with, you know, public figures, with healers, with therapists, with neurocog scientists, and to kind of bring what I bring to the table uniquely to those conversations and trusting that, like, the world, I need that. The world needs that. It'll be cool. It'll be a great job. I think it sounds super fun. I love meeting people. So, little little happy birthday review. And if you're out there and, and you're still, you know, thinking that, like, I can't do this. That's okay, you know think that until you don't but it's been nice I think another another thing that's been really great about this year is that you know I think it's tied to that process of looking at the critics it's that it's that intrinsic motivation and the meaning that that gives your life and I feel like I've found more meaning in my life I think for quite a while I wanted to do something like this to be famous or to fill some hole in my heart. 
And I've really learned through this process that, you know, both positive and critical feedback, like, you know, I'm not going to lie, I love positive feedback. It's great, but it doesn't like make or break me <clears throat> the way that I think it would have when I was younger. That, you know, continuing to create something because it has meaning to you is great, you know, like maybe it'll have meaning for others and that's an awesome side effect, but finding that intrinsic motivation where I'm doing this because it it satisfies me, it enriches my life. I hope that it helps others, you know. I I love helping people. I really enjoy that. And and yeah get out there try your thing give it a shot like there's really there's nothing to lose you know like there are going to be moments of fear like will I be able to pay my bills will I be able to you know what if something happens to my truck or I get in an accident but like you know I don't want to look back when I die and be like yeah I did a really good job playing the the I was afraid game so I kept doing everything they told me to do you know <laughs> there's so many so many pieces of this that it's like I mean I feel like at some point for me during this process I had to put my feet in the sand and be like do I want to have a life that's meaningful to me or a life that I'm checking off the fear boxes oh I'm not afraid of that because I have health insurance I'm not afraid of that because I have a retirement I'm not afraid of that because I have a job that breaks down my soul so I'm like trading meaning and value for safety and security like that doesn't seem like why I was born into a human body like I was like all of us gifted this human body it's like an absolutely mind-boggling miracle that I have toes, that I can drink water, that I can communicate abstract experiences and thoughts through sound symbol correspondence, that language exists. You know, it's absolutely mesmerizing <laughs> like that any of this is going on. And... I honestly just don't want to live my life without a sense of purpose or meaning. And that's, I think, what this podcast has really been to me is me claiming, you know, my right to be here, my right to be loved, my right to be wrong, my right to be messy, my right to be joyous, my right to be sad. You know, these this full array of just absolutely insanely miraculous experiences that you can have in a human body. You know, it's really, it's mind boggling to me. And I think doing the research every week, talking to this microphone, it just continues to blow me away. You know, how much we are continuing to learn about ourselves. You know, I listened to the beginning of a podcast about neurodivergence yesterday and there was a neuroscientist on it who was like really breaking down ADHD. And I, I, I'll, I'll keep listening to it. I want to do a podcast this year about this because it was such a huge part of my identity and my relationship to the world 
as a young child when I was diagnosed in third grade with ADHD and the work I did as an educator. But I was listening to this podcast and I could not believe how far our understanding of the brain and respiration and how respiration is tied to attention and how we have, like, we basically have like two cones of attention that are operating all of the time and that you know there's the complete physiological matrix of how our attention is grabbed there's the cognitive biological you know neurochemical like just so many fascinating things that like continue to deepen our understanding of the world around us and when I was thinking this morning about this podcast, like the one thing I think that used to really hang me up was thinking that like I had to figure this out in this life, right? Like if I have a podcast or if I write a book or if I'm a teacher, blah, 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 blah. Like I have to have the answers. And I don't think that's true. I, what I want for this podcast is to just be a part of the conversation, and to encourage other people to have this conversation and to keep learning and exploring and find the teachers and the voices and the, the helpful avatars in our brains that like help us grow, you know, on the, on the flip side of that avatar conversation about the critics, like they're, they're avatars that help us. I think that change our, our brain chemistry there. We meet positive people who look like they have the life that we want, whether it's, you know, you join a group like, I mean, Alcoholics Anonymous is a perfect example. Like, you show up your first day, like, holy shit, I'm a drunk. And you look around the room, and there are people who've got, like, 20 years who, like, have had healthier relationships, financial stability, and you're like, I want what they have. And then your brain creates avatars of healthy people. This is why healing in groups is so important. It's like we create healthy avatars in our psyche for who we want to be. And then we start checking ourselves off of those, right? We check our behavior, we check our thoughts, we check our actions, we check our speech. And so on the other side of that, I think having healthy avatars and like continuing to have these conversations continuing to seek out you know teachers intellectual scientists to help us kind of continue to grow so that we're just treating ourselves and other people better it's really pretty simple and so i think just being a part of those conversations you know listening to the scientist yesterday the name was andrew hubbard i think I think there's a beautiful understanding inside of, you know, rigorous scientific academic communities that they know that all they're doing is like they're just carrying the baton for a time. You know, they're doing the work on the cognitive science, the biology of respiration, how that's tied to attention. You know, they're doing this small chunk and then they'll pass the baton when their work's done the next generation and that's really all I want to do here is just kind of carry this baton of being a human to have these talks and I've been able to do it for a year and that feels great so happy birthday turning of the bones um, what a wild wild year it's been just sitting here having coffee chatting with you all it's a, a glorious spring day here in Denver 
And the spring is just such an interesting time. It's been, you know, with the pandemic this winter, I think congratulations to everybody for surviving another winter with COVID, with, you know, this war in Ukraine, ongoing social justice problems, this assault on trans and queer LGBTQIA people around the country. You know, it's been a dark and challenging winter and springs here. And I had this experience the other day. I went for a really lovely walk with my dog up in the mountains. And it wasn't snowing down in Denver, but once you got up above 8,000 feet, there had been some snow and it was continuing to flurry. And so all the pine trees had this fresh spring snow and the sun was poking through the clouds at times. And I mean, it just looked like a mystical wonderland. And I was thinking about the spring and kind of this slow wake from hibernation that I think we're all feeling as mammals and I know I'm definitely feeling and I was thinking about trees you know like they they have all the life of life in them right like they've they've been dormant they've been conserving energy all winter they shed their leaves but they're getting ready to like redo it here in the next couple weeks like they're like you feel like the potential energy is there <clears throat> But, you know, inside of that, there's still this heavy blanket of snow that I saw on these trees up in the mountains. And I was just thinking about, like, the limbs. And, like, it's like you know that you're, like, getting ready to burst forth and grow. But, like, it's, like, a little sticky. It doesn't feel like it's quite time. There's, like, this heaviness. There's this, you know, it's cold. You're not quite ready to get out there and do it. And then all of a sudden just something bursts forth like it just like there's this like cocoon moment like the butterfly coming out like the hardest work the caterpillar had to do was in the cocoon and then the butterfly comes and there's this like you know the pain of staying in the cocoon is more painful than bursting through and so you the trees grow and there's kind of that energy like with with stepping into the second year of the podcast looking back on starting the podcast and I think anybody this time of year or who's transitioning through something like that energy is like so it's so terrifying in a certain way it's like so generative and it's like the feeling of staying where you were starts like the fear of being staying stuck or being and hibernation outgrows the fear of something new. I think that's like such a really, it's just like a, like such a pivotal, like, I don't know if it's fulcrum the right word, like the center of like a teeter-totter. It's like eventually it just has to like tip and then you're just doing the new thing. And so I think with the podcast, like I really experienced that when I started it. I'm feeling it going into the second year that there's this like, you know, What's next? I don't know what's beyond this. Like, my imagination hasn't been able to stretch far enough into the future to understand what this might look like. Yeah, just some, just some random rambles here. Just some, some reflection. Just gonna offer up this podcast. I don't. I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to put this one out there because, because happy birthday to me.
Happy birthday to Tony of the Bones. Happy birthday to you all. All of you have been on this journey with me for a year. I, I can't tell you what it means to know that 20 people are listening to this every week. Uh, that you may be sharing it with your friends. That you're getting something from this. That even if I can't see your faces, we're somehow in this journey together. So my love to each and every one of you. I... Uh, I just, I'm so touched. I'm just so touched that that we've been able to persevere and get through this year together. That we've survived again, that we've grown, that we've healed. I just... I can't tell you enough what it means to me that you guys are all here. That we've had a chance to play in the podverse. And I'm looking forward to what, what this next year the podcast holds. I have a, a bit of space in my schedule now that I've dropped a couple of my side hustles to focus my attention on this and some other things that I'm hoping will be a little bit more lucrative. This has been a challenging year financially for so many people with the shifts in jobs and COVID. And I'm not going to lie. I'm standing on the edge of the unknown and I'm a little uncertain. I'm a little nervous. But like they said in Frozen 2, you just got to do the next thing right. and Do the next right thing. I don't know if you all have seen Frozen 1 and Frozen 2. They are absolutely amazing movies. I, uh, I didn't grow up on Disney. I think there was kind of a, a lull in the quality of Disney during my childhood. But Disney is putting out some really great films. And Frozen 1 and Frozen 2, all the social-emotional lessons in there. But like Frozen 2, I don't think I'd be giving too much away. I go watch Frozen 1 and Frozen 2. Um, but in Frozen 2, it's kind of stepping into the unknown. It's uh, stepping into your power. So as you all step into the unknown, I wish you nothing but the best. I wish you nothing but blessings. As this podcast steps into the unknown, I look forward to many more conversations here. I look forward to trying to figure out this confusing experience of being born into a human body where everything's changing all the time and nothing's totally certain and we're all fundamentally alone and just craving connection with others because we're social mammals so i hope you can go squeeze somebody today give somebody a hug kiss them on the forehead tell them you love them pet a dog hug a tree smile at the sky <laughs> just just try to give a little smile and uh we'll keep playing here in the podverse <sighs> happy birthday turning of the bones i love you Take care of yourselves. Be well. Mm -hmm.